Hey, my name is Dr. Brendan McCarthy. I am the chief medical officer of Protea Medical Center in Chandler, Arizona. Thank you for tuning into my podcast. Welcome. Today's episode, I wanted to talk about estrogen a little bit more, and I want to try and put it in a good light a little bit further, because estrogen has such a bad reputation, and it does not deserve it. I love estrogen. Estrogen is important. We all need it, and uh, I hope you love it too a little bit more after today. I'm going to be specific with estrogen regarding its role in your body's chemistry. Fun fact to share today is that, you know, estrogen is actually an antioxidant. Estrogen serves a role as an antioxidant in your body. We know that during your cycle with women, that when estrogen is at its highest levels, which will be during the follicular phase, the antioxidant status of your body is much better, stronger. You have better antioxidant activity. Antioxidant enzymes are firing up. You are in a better place. We know as it drops down, less so. We know that estrogen of itself is uh, lipophilic, which means it's it's uh, um, it, it works with fat better than water. It's not water soluble; it's fat soluble, and and it is an antioxidant at that level at the cell membrane. So estrogen is important. You're like, well, Brendan, there's a lot of other antioxidants in the body. You're right, but think about you as a woman and the mix of you. Your body has antioxidants in several areas. For sure, but you also are supposed to have estrogen bringing its antioxidant ability to you as well. I had a patient uh, I was on the phone with the other day, and um, we're trying to figure out her estrogen levels and uh, talking to her, and uh, and she's brilliant. I have these. I've paid. I you know my I love my patients. I really. I, and I'm not just saying that. I really do. It's funny because I'll walk out of the room with a patient encounter. I'll go to my medical assistant. Like I love that person. I sit there going on about how much I love that person, why that person is amazing. And then I go to the next patient. I come out of the room and I've seen that person is who they really are. And I love them. How can you not? You know, they're in there with me. They're vulnerable. They're working through their stuff. They're figuring out how to be better. They're doing their part. You know, I love them. I love my work. So I have uh, patients, you know, recently I had a phone call with one and we were trying to come to terms with her estrogen. And it's funny because I want to increase her estrogen a little bit to reduce hot flashes and, and, and vaginal dryness and, and night sweating. I need her to get good sleep. I want a quality of life to improve. And she's nervous about increasing it because her friend in the same room, another patient of mine, because they're hanging out together that day, because they do that, was telling her, don't do it because it'll cause weight gain. I'm like, ah, <laughs> it doesn't cause weight gain. It does, but it doesn't. The previous episode where, where we do go over how estrogen will, when at really high levels, unopposed, trigger insulin to be higher. Okay, valid. But trying to keep it in the tight range. And so I always want to circle back and explain to you guys, everything has a place in you. Everything has a place in you. Estrogen has a place in you and it deserves it. And it will reward you when we get it right where it should be, it will reward you. In this case, I want to talk about how it rewards you with really healthy antioxidant status and protects your uh, uh, arteries from atherosclerosis, etc. During that first half of your cycle, when estrogen is dominant, that estrogen is going around and helping to scavenge free radicals. 
think about that in the sense of your cardiovascular tissue, your, 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 your arteries. And that's why we know women have lower risk factors for atherosclerosis than men through estrogen because it's an antioxidant. It reduces oxidative stress. A lot of times that is the primary driver of developing plaques is that, that uh, uh, oxidative stress in the body, that inflammatory response. Estrogen limits that. So when a woman presents to clinic and she's premenopausal, her estrogen levels are usually okay, you know, but as it moves its way towards menopause, we start to see it drop down. Estrogen drops down and you'll have months without any estrogen. And that's when you see these women presenting to clinic with hot flashes, night sweats, and vaginal dryness. I could just try and manage those symptoms with like a SSRI, you know, a, a antidepressant, because that's one of the things they do. There's a lot of weird things they do for it. But my end, I'm going to wait until I know for sure they are menopausal before I give them estrogen. Hear me out on this. That, during that menopausal window, they're going from pre to menopause. In that window, you'll still have periods where estrogen levels come back up. You'll go a few months without estrogen, and then you'll have a big surge of estrogen. If I start therapy with estrogen too soon in those women... I'm giving it to them here. All of a sudden, they start making more themselves. What they make, in addition to what I'm giving them, goes too high. Now they have super physiological levels of estrogen. So the timing of when I give a woman estrogen is very important and it has to be done when they're postmenopausal. So I need to be present with that woman during that time and help manage those symptoms. A lot of times, if they're not postmenopausal yet, and I they're going to still make some estrogen here and there. We work with testosterone or we work with progesterone. And these tools will help us get rid of those side effects. The problem with those tools is that they're not antioxidants the way that estrogen is. Progesterone is an antioxidant hormone. Testosterone is not. So progesterone can be cardiovascular protective, but it's not as good as estrogen. So when these women are going through this transition, what do I do to protect them? How do I offset the negative impact that they're having for that year or so of transition of having low antioxidant status in their body? The thing I do as their physician is one, I stabilize symptoms. We don't want them having hot flashes. We don't want them having night sweats. We don't want to have vaginal dryness. We want to make sure we get that transition going well. So I'm going to be using testosterone and progesterone, as I said, or other tools as needed Whatever I can use, I will use. I tend to use the ones that work. Actually, I tend to. <laughs> I use the ones that work. I don't like using the stuff that doesn't work. I don't think it's good. You know, I don't, I'm not going to give you something I think this sounds pretty cool. I'm not going to do that with you. I'm going to do what works, run the labs a month later. It worked. And I sit down with you and talk to you. It worked. Symptoms are better. So I'm going to do that. But I'm also thinking about you. You need to protect yourself from oxidative stress. Part of aging is increased oxidative stress, reduced antioxidant ability in your body, and that's what causes aging. So in those women, I'm also going to look at their antioxidant status. I'm going to look at things like their vitamin C levels in serum. So in my clinic, that means I'm going to be testing for oxidative stress in their body and antioxidant status. So oxidative stress, how do I see it in their body? C-reactive protein, that's a great way of seeing what's the oxidative stress in a human's body. That's one of them because it's an inflammatory marker and you can infer from that. 
Another way I can look at it, liver enzymes, ALT and AST. I want them below 20, below 30 really, but if I can really pressure them below 20, I'm doing good work. Anything above 20, I'm gonna start thinking there's some oxidative stress going on in their body. Now, there are other companies that will put out labs that they say will test for oxidative stress. None of them are really perfect yet, okay? These are the two that I really run with the most right now in my practice. How do I test for their ability to quench free radicals? How do I test for their oxidative resiliency? You can run serum vitamin C in these women. What's their vitamin C look like? Is it low? Supplement it. First in diet the best you can, and then as an oral supplement. Worst case scenario, IV. What else? Coenzyme Q10. That's a naturally occurring compound your body makes. It's part of the, in the mitochondria, how you make energy. It's a powerful antioxidant as well. But that, it becomes diminished with age. And I want that to be in the upper end of the range. I'm going to test total glutathione. And that's another lab you can run. Glutathione is a tricky one because you can't give someone oral glutathione. It has to be injections. Not every doctor likes doing that. So I can give them glutathione precursors. Now, glutathione is a master antioxidant of your body. Running these labs helps me know where the woman in front of me is and lets me treat her where she is. As she transitions through menopause, when she's at that state of full menopause where I can use estrogen, such as the case I mentioned earlier, I want to start putting estrogen into the equation for her. Not every woman can do estrogen. And not every woman wants to do estrogen. And that is okay. That is okay. I want you to know that. Your decisions are valid. They're yours. And I stand by them and with you. All I ask is that they're educated. So if you choose not to do estrogen, you and I just had this conversation. You got to watch your antioxidants. If you're going to now go through menopause in sometime in your 40s and say you're going to live to 80, that's 40 years with no estrogen. That's 40 years of oxidative stress. As your doctor, I want to make sure I'm doing everything in my power to offset that deficit. So estrogen, not that bad. And it, there's a room for it in your body. And it's, it's a good thing for you. And when done right, it's beautiful. Today's conversation, estrogen, antioxidant, amazing, beneficial. As you transition through menopause, we want to watch that oxidative stress because we can't always give you estrogen. But then postmenopausal, we can give you estrogen and we're not as worried about it. I hope this is helpful. Please like, share, and subscribe. Your comments, again, mean everything to us. Uh, I do read them and that does help guide material that I put on this podcast. So thank you very much and I'll see you next time. <laughs>